It is the year 2020, and never in our wildest dreams did we think education would look the way it does today. And believe it or not, it is different for everybody from preschool through college. Learning is different. In this episode, we are going to take a small condensed look into the lives of three middle schoolers. They're going to give us the real tea about how their education is being affected by COVID-19. And we are back with Kitchen Island Tea. Uh, I am Vanita. This is BJ. This is Faye. And Cheryl's freezing up on us. <laughs> and that's okay. We are still doing our distance podcast um, with Zoom. And so there might be a few technical difficulties for all you listeners out there, but that's okay. We're going to work right through it. Today, we're going to have a very, very special podcast. We have some very special guests today, and we are very excited to get started. And I'll go ahead and start introducing everyone, or you know what? Maybe I'll just let them introduce themselves. We'll start with Ez. Uh, hi, I'm Ezra, and I'm in the eighth grade. Z? Hi, my name is Zoe, and I'm in the sixth grade. So? Hi, my name is Sophia, and I am in the seventh grade. All right, awesome. And we may have one more logging on a little later. He's going to be broadcasting from Vancouver, Canada, but there's a little bit of uh, technical difficulty with that also. But today, we just want to talk to our young people about what's going on as far as school starting back up and how they're feeling and what they're thinking and their real concerns. And so... Um, we're going to jump right in, and I'm going to go ahead and, and ask each one of you, what type of learning are you doing? Have school started back up for you? And if so, um, are you doing virtual learning, or are you having to go to the school? We'll start with Sophia. Um, as of now, I am doing virtual learning. I finished my second week of virtual learning last week. And I should be going back to school September 8th for in-person learning. Okay. And what about you, uh, Zoe? Um, I, I just finished my first week of school this week. And um, I'm not supposed, I am doing virtual learning. And I am not supposed to go back until they say I'm not supposed to go back until September 8th, the day after Labor Day. Okay. And what about you, Ezra? So I just finished my second week of school and um, I'm doing virtual learning and uh, they're starting to allow kids back out on September 8th also. Okay. All right. Um, all right. I think Faye has a question for you all. Okay, guys. Um, are you excited about returning back to school? And if so, what are your most what are you most excited about when returning back to school? Seeing your friends, your teachers, or learning, a sports, art, or lunch? Uh, I'm most excited to see my friends and get to play more sports because we haven't been able to do that for a while. So nice. 
Um, what about I, you? Go ahead, Sophia. I'm, I'm most excited to see my friends when going back to school because lately I haven't seen them at all since we left. And that's, I'm excited to see my friends and I'm excited to see my teachers too because distance learning is kind of hard for me because I'm more of a visual learner and I have to be like there in the classroom and in the environment for me to learn better. Okay, okay, Zoe? I'm most excited to also see my friends and get to play more sports and get to see my, t and to get to, um, yeah, see my friends because I haven't seen, I haven't been able to see, see them in like over a month and I miss them. So, yeah. Okay. Miss Beverly, I think you had something. Yes, I do. Um, I know this has been a tough school year. So how do you think this school year will be different now that you're starting back? What, what are the differences that you see or that you think are gonna continue? Um, well, the difference is that we've never done virtual learning until now. We've always gone in person to learn the teacher We've always done that, but we've never done this. This is always our first time. So, um, anybody else? I um, I think that the school is gonna be different because yeah, one, we're going, we are going to have to wear face masks. We've never had to wear face masks in school before. Two, um, there's not gonna be there's gonna be a limitation on people in the classroom. That's never happened before. And yeah, three. We have never used a computer for, um, for, for learning. We have never used a computer for learning. We've only used a computer in-person class for like um, projects and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's gonna be different because of all the limitations, expectations, and what things are gonna be very different. Um, so I think it's going to be different because I, none of us have ever experienced anything like this before. Even if we were at, if even if we were sick and we stayed home with like the cold, we never did anything like this. It was always you go back to school, you get your missing work, and then you do it for homework and bring it back. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. You all had some great comments. Um, when you're, I heard someone mention mask, and this isn't in any questions that you probably heard. But how do you feel about wearing a mask in school for those of you who have or may plan to go back? How do you feel about wearing a mask? Um, I think it's going to be kind of difficult because I'm used to wearing a mask by now. But in Texas, in South Texas, it's really hot. And even in the fall, it's still in like the 80s and 90s sometimes. But if it's what's going to keep us safe and I guess I'll wear it. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm kind of concerned for the younger kids because when my sister was a baby, she could barely keep a headband on. And now being six years old, all six year olds are kind of antsy. So I don't know if they're gonna be able to keep their mask on. And I just want them to stay safe and everyone around them. I I think the same way because for like children um, under, for the children under the age of like, yeah, I mean, under the age of six, it's going to be hard for them to keep a mask on because, yeah, my baby brother, he can't, he can barely ever keep a hat on. He can't even keep a hat on. 
he'll just he'll, he'll have it on for like three seconds. He'll take it out and throw it. And but yeah, and also the mask is gonna be kind of hard for me because like for me, I am not I am kind of used to it, but it's itchy for me and um yeah, it's like super duper hot. And then when I walk outside, I want to be super duper hot. The mask it it does it like keeps a area of sweat on my face like in one certain area and it, it, it's weird for me but if it's but yeah if it's what's going to keep me safe and i'm not going to keep me from getting coronavirus then i'll have i'll do what i got i'll do what i gotta do it's pretty it's gonna be pretty hard for me because although i am used to wearing the mask it's very annoying because it always itches my nose and I can hardly breathe. So I would have to you know, like take it off my nose and get a breath and then put it back on for me to be able to breathe. But I, like, I, like the other said, if it's gonna keep me alive, then I'll wear it. I appreciate all of your answers and I'm so happy that you're all conscious about safety and taking care of yourselves and others. I have one more question. During this long time that you've been off from school, what do you what do you miss the most about school? I think they asked it before, but what do you miss the most? I miss seeing my friends because and my friends and my teachers because it's hard because we're so used to seeing them every single day, but now we can't see them anymore. We'd have to see them over virtually. I think yeah, that's gonna. I'm gonna miss my teachers and my friends because I had the best fifth grade teacher in the whole world. But I also, um, at the time, I was worried about her because like she would let us like go on our phones if we were in on inside recess because like she would let us do that. And I was, and she said she was gonna she's risking her job just for, just to let us have fun. I'm like. Okay, I'm kind of worried for your job, but also thank you. But yeah, I had, <laughs> I had the best fifth grade teacher ever, and I miss her. I had the best classmates, and I miss seeing them, but now I can only see them over. I can only see them virtually, and it's not the same. And it's kind of a stress reliever. It's kind of, it's kind of stressing for me because I am a hugger, and I, I miss hugging people. I can, the only person I can hug is my mom. Not that I don't Me like it. Too. I want to go out and just hug somebody, but then I can't. So coronavirus. Sophia? Me, I miss, like, the social interaction. Like, the everyday, good morning. Good, how are you? See you tomorrow. Like, just being able to talk. Like, out of just the random conversations. Now, like, if you want to say something to them, you got to call them. And then the internet's not working. Then it's going in and out. It's just, it can get annoying at times, but it's the only way we can communicate. Or you meet up, but you social distance and stuff. Okay, yeah. and with that answer, thank you all for those answers. And we're gonna take a quick break um, and we will be right back. Consider becoming a supporter. Our goal at the Kitchen Island is to share a woman's perspective on real issues that matter and affect positive change. Your monetary gift will help the women of color at the Kitchen Island continue to produce 
episodes from their unique points of view. Go to anchor.fm. And we are back with our young people and we are so excited. They are being very honest and real with us today and we wanna continue this dialogue. And I think we have, let's see, who's up next to ask a question? I am, this is BJ. Okay. Uh, your answers have been very candid and so we're excited to hear what else you're going to say. So I wanna know, how do you all think society is dealing with the pandemic? Um, I think most of us are dealing with it pretty well and taking the right precautions. But then I also think that there are people thinking like it's no big deal and that will be and that are getting annoyed with having to wear your mask and just not following the right precautions. And then I think people and adults, even teenagers a little bit older, they need to be setting the right example because there's a lot of social media influencers and I know most of us are on social media, like the teenagers, and they're throwing parties, they're doing this, they're doing that. And I don't think that's saying the right example for their viewers younger than them. Like they need to be showing them that you need to be wearing your mask, you need to be social distancing, and you need to be keeping people safe. You're exactly right. So who else has a comment? Zoe? Um, I feel like people are, yes, handling it well, taking their precautions, staying at home, only going out if they need to. But I feel like some people are just throwing, well, throwing that stuff away and be like, oh, because they're opening, they're opening stores now, so and people are not wearing the mask in the stores. So I feel like, and they're like, oh, I don't have to wear my mask. People are opening up stores. And coronavirus is probably stopping by now, so I don't have to do it. And um, Zoe, Zoe, can you? I think your mic or something is making a lot of noise. Can you not move it so much, or something's going on? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Keep going. But I feel like people are, yes, posting stuff on social media, showing people that, um, showing people like people wearing a mask that's influencing influencing us that we don't need to wear our masks and yeah. Okay, Ezra. So I think like other, the other said that people are taking it seriously, but there's also people who are not. And I feel like once someone that they know or in their family gets it, then they're going to start taking it seriously. And then they're going to want to take all the precautions when it's already too late. Yeah. Um, Keep going. I'm sorry. So you have to take the right precautions so it doesn't get to that point because You'll, you'll be all mad. You would have wished that you did the right thing, but you didn't, so. Right, and I think with listening to what you just said, Ezra, is a, pro is a part of the problem that if it hasn't affected you or your family, it's hard to believe that it can affect you. So people get kind of lax and not wear their mask and not social distance until, like you said, it happens to someone you know, or someone you're close to, or even someone in your family. So you have to take precautions no matter what, is what I'm hearing from you guys, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Okay, Beverly, you had something else you wanted to ask or? 
No, I think that was it for this round. Okay. Okay. I have a question, and, and it's I think it's on the same within the same concept of you know being prepared for this virus. Uh, I know you guys have probably been watching the news, and the news has been somewhat scary because it's scary for adults watching the news nowadays. Um, my question is, do you think uh, we are well informed and do we know enough about this coronavirus? I'll start with Sophie on that one. Um, I think from what we know now, we know what precautions to take, but I also think that the media needs to share with people what's really going on, like what's actually happening. And see, for me, there's news stations that are like, oh, here's the amount of cases we have in this area, and here's the amount of deaths that we've had in this area, and that's all they're telling us. But then there's also the news stations that are taking us into the hospital, showing what's going on, and really showing people what can happen if you don't take the right precautions. You made a good comment, Sophia, because when you see those pictures in the hospital of someone on a ventilator, mm -hmm. That's scary, but it's also very hard and stressful for that person who is sick and their families who cannot be with them. So you made a very good point. Uh, you have to know which news media to trust, and then you take a look at it so that maybe you'll be able to prevent something like that from happening to one of your family members or friends. So what I think is that we know what we know, we know what precautions we need to take, but there's always something that we don't know. And I feel like that's what is happening now that there's if scientists are still exploring what it is and what it's really going on. Because we know the precautions that we have to take, but there's just things that we don't know. And there's also things that they're not telling us. Mm -hmm. Can I add one? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Zoe. Um, I also think the same thing that um, because every every day a new challenge pops up, but then the news media is like, oh, we people are gonna go into a, into a panic about this. So I think it's best we keep this a secret. But like, I'm like, man, um, everybody's already going into a panic because these everybody a lot of people are dying. People are getting scared of what's gonna happen. They think. People are already scared enough as it is, but um, I think it's that I think it's best that um, they tell us everything we need to know, so that way we know what we have to do, and then we're a little less scared. So that way, because we know, because we also we know what we need to know, and then it can we can make it easier for us. Yes. Sophia, you were going to make a comment. Thank you, yes. Zoe. Um. I, some some people get confused by it, um, especially younger people. Like my sister, she's constantly she's constantly asking me, like, Sophia, what's this? Sophia, why do we have to wear our mask? And she's like, why are people upset? Why are people sad? Why are they scared? Why are people looking at me if I sneeze? <laughs> and I think a good way to tell them is you need to be straightforward with them because they need to know what's going on. But at the same time, you don't want to put a bunch of fear into a small child. That is correct. So I think people just need to be careful with what they say about it, but also know that it's a serious thing and that it needs to be taken seriously. Exactly. And how old is your younger sister? 
She turned six. She turned six in May. She's six years old. Okay. okay. So speaking of, you know, younger siblings and even you all going back to school, do you think your teachers uh, should be teaching you all about the virus and how to stay safe in school? Um, I do because they're able to break it down and say, this is what you need to do to do this versus the news just saying, oh, this is happening and they don't tell you what to do. So I think they should be. So they can kind of teach you at your level. Yes. I think I agree with Ezra. I think teachers, teachers should be educating us on this because it's what they do best. Like that's their job to educate. And each teacher, they know how to teach for a certain age. Like first grade teachers, they make the songs about things like, like how to wash your hands and how to learn your ABCs and numbers. So I think they could do a good job by teaching the younger kids what to do and how to stay safe because they know how to get across to them. They know how to make them understand. And that goes with all grade levels. Like they know how to make the kids they're teaching based on their age, they know how to make them understand it. I think Sophia just point. all of our listeners who are teachers some great tips. So teachers, we're looking for you to teach on the coronavirus and the pandemic. Thank you. I think, I think we also need to do that. And I think that after every class, they should like remind us to keep our math. Cause like my mom taught me the three W's of um, the coronavirus. Wash your hands, wear your mask, and watch your distance. I think that people should. Um, I like it. Yeah. She taught me that, and then I think pe I think we should um, tell our teachers that, and then so that way they can remind us the the three w those three W's of coronavirus. Remember to wash your hands, watch your distance, and wear your mask. And I also think that they should um, give provide um, the um, information that we need because basically. In first grade, we were basically already like taught what to do in case of this pandemic, the, because of the washing your hands song, um, like wash your hands, count the ABCs, do the happy, do the um, happy birthday song. But I think that they should um, give us the information based on the grade levels that we that the information that we need based on the grade levels. So like a higher grade should like the I feel like the information should be like. A little bit more not like complicated but like they should give us more information but in like lower grades like first to kindergarten it's just a wash your hands exactly good point zoe i love the three w's can you repeat that one more time <laughs> wash your hands wear your mask and watch your distance love it love it and Faye, I think you had something you wanted to, to ask everybody. Um, yes. Um, in spite of all of this, um, what's going on with the pandemic, um, what, if, what are some fun things you've done over the summer? Um, for me, some fun things that I've done over the summer is go swimming. I love swimming, especially when it's really hot outside in South because we're in South Texas. It's like 105 or 98 and above. And then also 
since we don't really have social interaction with our friends, I have been very lucky to have one of my best friends live next door. So we go bike riding together, but of course we keep our distance. See, there's ways to still have social interaction, but safely. Like you meet up with someone at a coffee shop, you keep your distance from the table, and afterwards you use hand sanitizer, you wash your hands. You don't just meet up with someone and then be right next to them the whole time. Right. Excellent. And you are a competitive swimmer also, right, Sophia? Yes, I did competitive swim last year, but of course it got canceled this summer because of COVID-19. But I'm hoping that things will slow down and hopefully I can do competitive swim next year. Okay. Well, we will definitely be praying for that for, for all of you. Zoe, what have you been doing? Some things I did over the summer. I did go swimming in Katy Houston. Um, over the summer, I did go swimming. In, there's this indoor pool mm -hmm. that we're allowed. That's allowed to go, but there's only a limit. But there is a limitation on people who can go. I did travel to to go see my auntie. I do. I go on daily um, evening runs around the block. Last thing is, this one was kind of my the best thing I've wanted. I've always wanted to do. I dyed my hair. I dyed my hair. <laughs> you can kind of see the color. Because look, you see that purple strand right there? Oh, I do. Okay. I, I, dyed, I dyed my hair pink and purple. Okay. <laughs> and your mom gave you permission to do that, huh? She's the one who did it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> She's the one who bought it for me. Okay, awesome. Ezra, what have you been doing? Uh, I haven't really been doing too much, but things that I have done is gone over to your house and bike riding with you and yes. get to FaceTime my friends and play games. They're just those little things that we have been able to do, but not get too close to anyone or anything. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know what, guys? It sounds like you all have your heads on straight and you're thinking right and you know what to do and what not to do. And, you know, sometimes young people have this Superman mentality that, oh, I'm invincible. I can do it all. Nothing's going to happen to me. It's okay if I don't social distance this time or I don't wear my mask. But you guys sound like you know what's going on. You know the ramifications. You know the consequences of when you don't do the right things. And so I just implore you to keep it up and teach your friends. If they don't know, teach them. And if they act differently, then that's on them. But you have to do the right thing. Change only occurs when we each do the right thing. It can't be just you. It has to be your friends, your family, and everybody across the board. So if there's anything else, does anybody else have anything else they want to say or add? Ms. Cheryl, I see you on the edge of your seat. I just want to say I am so impressed with these young people. Our hands are in a great, our, our future are in great hands with these uh, young young people. And I want to wish you all well in school and good luck to you. And remember, we're all here to support you. I just, Emma? Oh, I'm sorry, you can go, you can go. Before we end, I know the other youth will give their comments, but before we end, and she didn't know I was going to say this, but I think we could not end without having Reverend Cheryl pray for each of our students and them returning to school in whatever way that they do. 
but that would be after Zoe and others give their comments. Okay, you gonna say something, Zoe? I remember once I was um, like, I was going somewhere and then I saw somebody have not have their mask on and um, I was getting so upset and I see people take down their masks to sneeze and cough and like, um, excuse me, I have a, I never said this to anybody, but I'm like, excuse me, that is what the, ma that's the mask purpose to keep you from spreading your germs. If you're going to sneeze, keep the mask on or if you're going to take it off, go outside go somewhere where there's not anybody there. But don't be stupid and take down the mask inside of a public store, sneeze or cough, and then put it back on. I'm like, that's the thing that irritates me the most is when people take down their mask, sneeze and cough. That's what irritates me the most because I'm like, that's what the mask is for. If you're not gonna use it, throw it away and go, somewhere and go home, go home. Go home I and sneeze and cough. I agree with you, Zoe. That that is irritating. Um, unfortunately, I haven't encountered that because, to be honest, you guys, I stay at home probably ninety nine percent of the time. I don't really leave the house, and I think the the Kitchen Island Tea crew can vouch for that. That I really don't go anywhere. So because I know that that would irritate me, also, Zoe. Um, did you have something you wanted to say, Sophia? Yes. Um... This doesn't really have anything to do with COVID-19. Doesn't just, matter, you uh, can talk. But sometimes I think that adults and older kind of underestimate kids because I think we have a lot more potential than they think. And it's kind of like they stereotype. Like they think all kids just wanna do is play outside and play video games and talk back to their parents. It's like the thing where they say all teenagers are moody and talk about but that's not really it like there's kids that are out there raising money for people that have lost their jobs due to COVID-19 there's people raising thousands of dollars for organize organizations to help with like feeding people in Africa helping people that are homeless like you see it on the news too and then they still think that we can't make a change just because we're the little guys but I think, like Greta Thunberg, she's going around telling people about climate change, and she's only 15 years old, 15 or 16 years old. Right, right. So, you know, Sophia, you made a good point, and that's unfortunate. And I'll be honest with you, it's because um, a few bad apples, and that's with any age mm -hmm. group, they make it bad for the other group. I mean, they make it bad for others. You know, it's just like, you know, if you do the right thing, but if your friends don't, then they, you know, unfortunately you get clumped in with the friends that don't do the right thing. All I say to you is you keep doing the right thing and lead by example. And that goes for the rest of you. Just lead by example. We're not responsible for other people. And that is unfortunate, you know, like you were saying that young people get a bad rap and they think that you don't know anything or you're immature or all you want to do is be lazy or talk back and that's not necessarily true it's not so hang in there okay okay ezra were you going to say something no <laughs> zoe no i'm good you good Okay, um, what about Kitchen Island Tea? Anybody else got anything else they want to say before Reverend Cheryl closes us out? No, not me. I just want to say thank you because 
we were excited to have you all with us. And I just loved hearing your opinion on everything and how a lot of it coincides with what adults think, but a lot of it gives us a whole new perspective on things. So thank you. Yes. So yes, thank you very much. So Cheryl, you have any closing remarks or? I said my closing remarks. I'm just proud of these young people. And like I said, our future are in fantastic hands with these young people. And I so agree with, with Sophia. We underestimate the power these young people have, the mind they have, the heart they have, the will they have, uh, the intelligence and the wisdoms that they have, the wisdom that they have. We have got to make sure that we don't just put them in a box. Right. Uh, and allow them to flourish uh, like the God and use the God-given gifts that they have. I agree. Awesome. Awesome. So with that being said, we're going to let Reverend Cheryl close us out with a closing prayer. I'm going to ask the young people, is there anything specific you want us to pray about for school? I say we pray about other, about little children, about the ch little children out there and for the seniors, because like, I heard that seniors are the ones that are um, are at risk here because of um, their because they're getting older in their age. So I see you pray about that. And you're right about the younger ones too. I just unfortunately saw in the news before our broadcast that the youngest person in Georgia who was one year old um, passed away from the coronavirus. So that's very sad. Very sad. So it's a fact, it does, you know, you say older and that is correct, it does, and younger, but it has no age limit. It will get anybody if you're mm -hmm. not careful and safe. So yes, mm -hmm. you're right, Zoe. Anybody else? Prayer request? No, okay. I do. Oh, yes. To pray for all of those who have compromised health issues. Yes. Who can get affected the most. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You guys and, just warm my heart. I love y'all. Yes. And I just pray that you guys have the best year of school no matter what. No matter if it's virtual or you have to go in and wear your mask all day. Don't forget, don't be a superhuman. Don't be a super kid. Just wear your mask and don't succumb to peer pressure. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You know, um, do the right thing. That's all I have to say. Are we ready to pray, guys? Yes. Well, let's, shall we pray? Gracious and Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your children. We thank you for them, the small ones and the young ones and the older ones. We thank you for all of them, oh God. You said, let the little children come on to you. And Father, we thank you for the wisdom they have shown on this program. Uh, we thank you for the many ideas and, and intelligence that they have given to us as adults. God, we pray now for protection over these young people. We pray for protection for their families. We pray for protection for their peers. We pray for protection for their schools. We pray for protection for their administrators, their teachers, as they get ready to go back to school. God, we pray that you keep them covered and protected, Lord. And we want to pray a special prayer for the senior citizens, Father God, and the ones that have compromised immune 
uh, systems, Lord. We pray that the children that are going back to school are not infecting each other and not infecting the seniors and their compromised family members when they come home. But we pray that you continue to keep them and we ask a special blessing that they have the best school year ever, whether it's in person or whether it's online virtually. We thank you in advance for all you're going to do with these young people and may their purpose and their God-given talents be revealed and used. And may we as adults listen to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Wow. Okay. So before we close out, um, I just want to say one more time, thank you so very much for taking time out of your day to share with us and share with the world. Um, we're broadcasting a lot of different countries. And so not just kids here in the United States, but kids abroad will be able to hear your, your emotion and your passion and how you feel about everything. And I'm sure they have the same feelings. And it's good sometimes to hear someone that has the same feelings. That way you don't feel alone. So thank you guys very much. Thank you, Ezra. Uh, thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Sophia. Thank you, Kitchen Island Tea. And with that being said, we're going to say bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Kitchen Island Tea has a message for our young people. Always remember, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and loved more than you know. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 20, Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Be blessed, everybody.